Welcome to the Jarvis News. Today we're breaking down what is going down in the NHL at the 2014 playoff format. But more importantly, we're breaking down how this is justice for any and all Montreal Canadiens fans who listen to this podcast and just Canadiens fans in general. So let's dig into it. The Montreal Canadiens in the 2018-19 season were a bona fide playoff hockey team. They were one of the best in the league. They ranked 14th best in the National Hockey League, which would put them in the playoffs, you would think. But top 16 get in, uh, apparently not. Uh, then you had teams like Dallas and Colorado who were at like 18 and 20 get in. It, I never much agreed with the playoff format that was before the pandemic. I never did like the divisional thing. Uh, I felt, and I'm a half fan, but I felt that the best Toronto team that we've seen in years. Everybody knew they were never going to defeat Boston. But most years that they faced off against one another, they were probably two and three in the conference. So I was never a fan of second and third seats playing each other in the first round. I, I liked it the way it was before. One plays eight. Two plays seven, three plays six, and four plays five. Uh, I always found that to be more fair, as to me, I feel like there should be a little bit of a reward if you're putting up 100 point seasons, like Toronto was and the Boston Bruins were as well. It's not much of a reward to face a team of equal value in the first round. Obviously, competition is the main goal, and chances are you're going to run into them eventually. But that's not how it's all supposed to work out, right? Like, and then you get sometimes one would play like four. Uh, that's that's not much of a reward for the top seed either. I mean, you take a look of Tampa Bay. Had a ridiculously good season last year. Well above 120 points. And they... Ended up playing a very, very good... Columbus team. Who had 98 points. To me, the the divisional seeding was unfair to a lot of teams... It really, really was. Uh, and one of those teams was the Montreal Canadiens. 2018-19 season. They were really good. And they were really good without their captain. Shea Weber was on the injured reserve for six months to start the year. Six months. 
and they were still around the plot, uh, around the wild card spot, and sometimes around the divisional spot. Was never a fan a fan of it because I didn't really like it, but uh, I I gained more disdain for it when Montreal had completed an 82 uh, an 82 game regular season, well, just like every other year, uh, posting up 96 points, posting up 96 points. That's a playoff team. Folks, there, there's no denying that. That's a playoff team. If Colorado and Dallas in the West can get in with 88 or 90 points, I do believe a 96 Montreal, a 96 point Montreal Canadiens team should have a spot in the playoffs. But it didn't work out that way. They missed. And as a Montreal Canadiens fan, it was almost sickening to watch the playoffs. You literally felt like if you're in a store and someone stole the wallet right out of your pocket. Because the Canadians were literally robbed of a chance to play for the Stanley Cup last year. Now I know there are a lot of fans out there, including Canadians fans uh, as well, uh, that are complaining that the Canadians don't deserve the spot in this year's playoffs because they were only a 500 team. And we know Pittsburgh's had a lot of injuries. Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, Hornquist. All key players for for their team. Montreal's list goes on too. Weber, Gallagher, Chirac, Tatar, Deneau, Suzuki, Kakaniemi, Ryan Palin, Paul Byron, Jonathan Drouin. And for the most part, that's it for the Montreal Canadiens when it comes down to injury. But they weren't healthy from November 15th onward. They weren't a healthy team for most of the campaign. Uh, That's no excuse to just be a 500 team with like 11 games left or something. That's not an excuse at all. And they they weren't going to reach the total of 96 points as they did the year prior. But in my honest opinion, in my beliefs, there is this real thing called fate and destiny. And then there's just justice. And and basically, when you're talking about the 1819 campaign, the Montreal Canadiens simply got robbed. Perhaps it's a weird way of making things right, but perhaps this is how it's going to be done. They may... The Montreal Canadiens may not deserve the spot this year. But last year they certainly did and they didn't get it. 
It's funny how the universe just fi- just attempts to fix things when it feels like something is not, not right. And sometimes it takes time, but remember last year, it was Montreal who got robbed. And people are feeling, mostly Pittsburgh and Edmonton, are feeling like they're getting robbed because they got to face Carey Price and Patrick Kane and what have you. Uh, when it boils down to it, Carey Price had 35 wins last year. Carey Price deserved to be in the playoffs. Shea Weber, who played not even a quarter of the season, had like 16 goals. He deserved to be in the playoffs. And Jesperi Kotkaniemi had a pretty good breakout season. He deserved to be in the playoffs. Gallagher had more than 30 goals. He deserved to be in the playoffs. Max Domi put up the best numbers of his career. 72 points overall. He deserved to be in the playoffs. That whole team deserved it. But none of them got it. They worked hard. And they were the best team in the league on even strength numbers. Their PK was pretty well the top of the line. Their power play sucked, but a work in progress. They're a young team. Uh, you just continue to look at it. Montreal Canadiens should have been in the playoffs last year and were not. This year, they don't deserve to be, but they are. I decided to make this video on this particular topic because it's gathered a lot of interest throughout the community. Uh, I mean, whether it's in articles or whether people are talking about it or whether someone brings it up on a podcast, or it, it's going to get talked about. And. <laughs> There was this article that had the absurd idea that the Canadians should tank the playoffs for a chance at Alexei Lafreniere. I have never heard a more stupid idea in my whole life. You're going to throw away a chance to win the cup for a chance to gain the first overall pick that's not even a generational talent? And by the way, for whoever wrote that article, you are probably the stupidest person I know. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense with anyone who has a brain on why you would tank the qualifying rounds for a pick. You do realize the eight teams that don't win still... They only have a 3% chance, if they're lucky, of getting Lexi Lafreniere. Three percent out of a hundred are not odds that I want to be faced with. 
Now people may say that the Montreal Canadiens odds of beating the Pittsburgh Penguins aren't great either. But you take a look at it, at least it's in their hands. At least that's in their hands. It's in the hands of the Montreal Canadiens. They can make their own odds. The same can't be said if they enter the draft lottery. There are their odds are three percent and it won't change. People are also forgetting that there there is the possibility that they could just trade for the pick at the draft. And it's been done before. I mean, in 1999, when uh, Brian Burke drafted the Sedins 1 and 2, he didn't have either one of those picks going into the draft. He ended up with both of them. It's just the way it was. He was good at making deals. And the lottery is not everything. As the Vancouver Canucks, the lottery is not everything. The Vancouver Canucks have had some of the worst luck when it comes to the draft lottery's history. However, they've had some of the best players come from the recent draft years. I think of Quinn Hughes. I think of Brock Besser. I think of Elias Pedersen. I'll even go back as far as Jacob Markstrom. Uh, That's a good core there. That's a very good core there. Uh, So you don't have to win the lottery to get the first overall pick. There is a scenario where the team who wins the cup could also, not likely, but also get the first overall pick. You can make a trade. If you feel so strongly about the first overall pick, and you want that pick, you can make a trade for it. And Mark Bergevin is that kind of general manager. Free agency is not his ballpark. Never was. He, he's known to be quite good at the trade deadline. And he's also known to be quite good at the draft. Uh, with several good trades at the draft. And obviously he's made some really good selections there too. But he, he's made a lot of good trades at the draft. And he knows what he's doing there. Now, obviously, both Claude Julian and Mark Bergman are coming up on the final year of their contracts there whenever next season will start. This won't be enough. I don't think it's enough that they get that they're gonna be in the playoffs this year. They're gonna have to make it again next year. I think the Canadians would have to make the playoffs again next year. If Claude Julian and Mark Bergman are going to get resigned. Now I like Claude as coach. I don't think he's the problem. But every 
when you take a look at a team that hasn't made the playoffs, well, that the streak's going to be broken. But this will be the first time in three years, uh, and only the second time in five years. So, at some point, you got to do something. Now, I think Lojuin's a great coach, but you got to do something and oftentimes moving the coach is the first thing that you do uh, or firing the coach sorry not moving them uh, I, I just like the way that Chloe Julian coaches this team there's a system within this organization and it doesn't matter the skill you possess Everyone follows this system. We have an abundance of great leaders in that locker room. We have a great coach. We got a great head coach and we got great coaching staff. I truly do believe that. I believe in time, Kirk Muller will figure out this issue on the power play. It has it half resolved because they can score on the road like crazy. Almost 35%. But... On the road is or at home is not so pretty, but I I'm sure he'll figure it out. Uh, knowing to be he was a power play specialist in his time, also played for the Canadians and did very well for himself in that regard. And in my opinion, was one of the great one of the great Canadians players. To, to ever play the game. That brings me to the second point. Obviously, we're going to break down Penguins and Canadian series and why a lot of people think that the that Pittsburgh is just going to run through them. People... When they're looking at this series, they're only looking at one side of it. They're looking at Pittsburgh. And rightfully so. That is a dynasty. That is a dynasty. Pittsburgh's a dynasty, no doubt. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel. I'll even go as far as saying Hornquist. That was written in an article about Patrick Hornquist being a big part of their team. I don't so much buy it, but uh, he's a good player, but I don't think he's an essential one. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins can survive without Patrick Hornquist in their lineup. Uh, As I said, he's a good player. You have to be a good player to be in the NHL full-time, but uh, I just don't feel like he's great. He would kind of, on Pittsburgh, he kind of reminds me of the type of role Wayne Simmons played on Philadelphia. Uh, was good at times, really good, but never great. Uh, and that's the difference. I mean, you got, in Philadelphia, you got Drew and Voracek, who were great. And then... In Pittsburgh, you got Malkin and Crosby, who are great. 
And I mean, Gensel is becoming great, but he's not great yet. It, sure to be a long and great career for Jake Gensel. I'm almost positive of that. But I'm going to have to see more from him throughout the years. Uh, looks to be promising. But uh, you can never put a player too high up on the horse. Just because they're young and you don't know. And, and the same could be said, you can't put them too low. Because if, if you do that, you don't know how high they can get either. It goes back to the draft. You can select first overall and they may never play a game. And then you, you could select somebody in the seventh round and they become a Hall of Famer. It's just the way it is. You don't know the highs that every player can get to. And I think of someone like Pavel Datsuk went the seventh round. That that to me says a lot in itself. Pavel Datsuk in the seventh round. Uh, that's that's crazy. Datsuk's arguably one of the greatest centers to ever play the game. And he went in the seventh round. Now, back in that time, there were nine rounds. But, still, there, there were hundreds of players that went before Pavel Datsuk, and a lot of them didn't play in the NHL. Uh, I remember that year was not a particularly good one. Uh, Datsuk, obviously, known for what he did in Detroit. And... It was, it was great. Uh, Bonafide Hall of Famer. Back to breaking down Pittsburgh and Montreal. Uh, everyone's continuing to talk about Pittsburgh, and that's great. They're a good team. Uh, they're obviously the favorites. But I think there are a lot of good players on the Montreal Canadiens that go unappreciated. I just think of the pure brilliance of Carey Price is often undervalued. Uh, oftentimes, I think what Shea Weber does on and off the ice is goes undervalued big time. Uh... Brendan Gallagher scores 30 almost every year, and it goes completely unnoticed by most. If you're under Canadians fan, you're not aware he's scoring 30. And then you got Thomas Tatar, who's point blank, I couldn't say it any more blunt. Thomas Tatar will score at least 20 goals in a season. I don't know any other way to say it, but the dude just knows how to put up 20. That's what you can expect from Thomas Tatar, an extremely good two-way player that can score up to 20 goals a year 
and sometimes more. Depending on the year, he could be 30, maybe 40, but you will get 20 out of Thomas Tatar every single season that, that he's on your team. Uh, that's just who he is. He's been doing that year after year. Uh, just an incredible skill set, in my opinion, Tatar. Very versatile to use on a power play. Can play in many different spots. Uh, obviously, the two-way game. I personally love the two-way game. Uh, I think it's important that to have, if even if you have the offensive skill, defense wins championships. We've, it's always been like that. Offense might get you to the ball, but defense will make you win at the ball. So, when you're taking a look at that, and I take a look at the Canadians, that Shea Weber is there. He is perhaps the greatest leader in the NHL today. Uh, there are, if there are any better, I'm unaware. Uh, I know there are a couple of good ones out west. Uh, Joe Thornton in San Jose, I'll give credit credits to. That's a pretty damn good leader there. Uh, Jonathan Tays in Chicago, really good leader there. And I put those guys on par with Shea Weber. Uh, and I put, obviously, I put up like Zidane Chara there, Caprice Bertrand, whoever you'd want to call the leader in that locker room. Uh, I'd also put Crosby's on par. Uh, That's about it. That's where the list ends. That's where the list ends, in my opinion. It is so funny, in my mind, because in Montreal, when you're doing bad, the fans will nearly kill you. They'll, they'll give you all the blame, and that's never fair, but that's, that's what they do. But when things are good and you're winning, you don't get nearly the credit you deserve. So, I think playing in Montreal is a little tougher than playing in most places. But I I also think there's a joy to playing there. It all depends if you like pressure. Because this fan base will put pressure on you to win. And boy, do you feel it if you don't win. But in my opinion, just the way this team is coached, it, it's 
it's a system that everybody there is bought into. And people say, yeah, well, Pittsburgh's like way more skilled than Montreal and what have you. Claude Julian kind of takes the uh, Coach Carter metaphor uh, of coaching. Uh, when Coach Carter first uh, becomes the basketball coach for that high school, uh, he tells the boys to do one thing and one thing only run. And then, boys become faster than everyone. Everyone. In that league. And because of it, they become one of the best teams in that league. That's what makes the Montreal Canadiens so effective and so good. They just skate. And they can fly by most teams. And honestly, I do believe that uh, Montreal is a challenge for Pittsburgh. I don't... I'm a Habs fan, so I am a little biased. But I don't think there's a team in this league that could sweep the Montreal Canadiens in a playoff series. They are relentless, and they are a very resilient bunch. And with a full, healthy squad, I like our chances. I really do. I, I, I think the record of the Montreal Canadiens is a poor, poor reflection of how good that team was. It's not the record I look at when I think of this series. And that's the record most people are looking at. I look at the 11-5-3. and Because that's what Pittsburgh is facing. That was the record of the last time the Montreal Canadiens were healthy. They're facing that team. They're facing the team that swept the St. Louis Blues in the season series. They're facing... They are facing a very formidable opponent. Do not be fooled by the 31-31-9 record. I will tell you now, it is a lie. It is a big lie, and it's okay for fans to fall for the lie, but if the Pittsburgh Penguins fall for the lie, they will not be moving on. I truly believe Montreal, when healthy, is a top-tier team in the National Hockey League. There's promise for them. There is a lot of promise. When I think of the Canadians, I think of 11-5-3. That's the last time they were healthy. 
They were never the same. In the month of November, they lost Duran, Byron, and Armia. And Gallagher for some time along with Sherratt. The 11-5-3 Montreal team is those aren't numbers that people think of. They're, they're, they just don't think of of that record because that's not what they see. They they see what what the final record was, which was 31, 31, and 9. But this Montreal team, I am telling you all, is a good hockey team. And have faced just as many hurdles and just as many injuries as Pittsburgh has. Maybe more. I'm not making excuses. Pittsburgh found ways to win with injuries as Montreal did not. But there there it goes. I would have to give the experience factor to Pittsburgh. They just know how to win. But whoever knocks out the Canadians, whether it be Pittsburgh or somebody else, they're going to earn it. They're going to earn it. My prediction is five games and the Canadians are going to win. But you never know that there is a high chance Pittsburgh could win. And I think it's quite possible they do. But at the end of the day, price is hot. I mean, you take a look at the Canadians team that in the regular season actually did match up pretty well against Pittsburgh in three meetings, two of which that went to overtime. So I and the other one, Montreal won four to one. So Out of the three games that were played, six points, Canadians had four. Or, yeah. The Canadians had four points, as did the Penguins. This is an extremely tight, this will be a tight series. Uh... And then you got, then you can look at the power play where Montreal kept Pittsburgh for one for seven in the season series, and the Habs were two for eight. Montreal was just a better team on the road, and we know that these games aren't going to be hosted in Montreal, so I take a look. At their road record, which I believe was 14, 7, and 3. Uh, 
I could be wrong in saying that, but it, it is something like that. Uh, I do apologize if I'm wrong, but uh, I do believe that was the record on the road. And they had their PK on the road was much better at home, as was their power play. The PK was just under 90% on the road. And the power play was just under 35% on the road as well. And they had narrow, they were like a plus 15 on the road. An extremely good road team. They just couldn't win at home. It didn't make any sense. They couldn't win at home for some reason. They could they could beat St. Louis. They could beat Pittsburgh. They could beat Toronto. And still end up losing to Detroit. It didn't make any sense. I still can't make sense of it. But that's just the way it was. We thank you for joining us. Jarvis Head.